Good morning, and thank you for joining me today on Monday Morning Motivations. Today will be a slight deviation from the norm, because during this season of self-distancing, I've seen people struggle with many storms inside of the larger storm. And sometimes these many storms are a direct result of the larger storm, like depression from the loss of a job and the ability to provide for one's family, or anxiety about health of ourselves and our family members. Other times, those many storms are something that have always existed, but busyness was an amazing facade that kept us from actually having to deal with it, like anger or pride. Whichever category you fall into, I pray that this moment of meditation will meet you where you are. And with that being said, let's dive right in. For the one dealing with depression, I offer you Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. For you will seek me and will find me when you search for me with all of your heart. One thing we have to understand is that even in the darkest of times, the Lord has a plan for us. Every step is to grow us and not destroy us. And every step forward is another opportunity for him to work out his plan in us. He is asking us to trust in that plan and more so to trust in him. In those moments of darkness, begin to reflect on all those moments of darkness that he has already brought you through. This is not his first time in your life delivering you, nor will it be his last. I also offer Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Many times we find ourselves weighed down with burdens too heavy for our shoulders to carry. Christ comes to us and asks us to trade burdens with him. He asks to take all the weight from our shoulders and to relinquish it to him so that he can deal with it. Let him worry about it and you focus on his burdens, which are peace, love, and rest for your soul. We are often overwhelmed trying to handle things outside of our abilities. We overextend ourselves beyond healthy limits and we find our minds and bodies in a state of unrest and turmoil. In those moments, God tells us for our own good to rest, renew, reset, and realize that he will take care of it. And in this season, that can be difficult. It is easy with everything that is going on in the world to become overwhelmed and overstimulated. It is easy to fall into a dismayed and distressed state of mind. It is much harder to trust him with that burden, even when we know that we don't want it. But God is asking you, as hard as it is, to turn it over to him, not for his sake, but for yours. For the one dealing with fear for what tomorrow holds, I offer Matthew 6. 25 through 34. For this reason, I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. 
Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air that they do not sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? And why are you worried about clothing? Observe the lilies of the field. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all of his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you? you of little faith do not worry then saying what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear for clothing for the gentiles eagerly seek all of these things your heavenly father knows that you need all of these things but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you so do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will care for itself Each day has enough trouble of its own. As we began to see doors closing one by one and the walls seem to be closing in on us as our options become more and more limited with each passing day. We must never lose hope in the God that looks out for even the least of his children. Because it is very easy to lose ourselves in planning for tomorrow, looking at the resources of today. But God asks us to trust that he will provide tomorrow's resources tomorrow. This can be the hardest thing to do because uncertainty is no one's friend. No one wants to be unsure about tomorrow's provisions, especially if they are not alone and people depend on them providing. But God always knows what you are worried about. He cares for you much more than you care for yourself. He is a loving parent who looks out for his children. And although it may not look exactly how you want it to look, he will always provide. For the one dealing with fear of death, sickness and disease. I offer you Psalms 23 and 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. One thing David knew, he constantly walked in the shadow of death. At any given moment, he could be killed by a number of different things. Enemies, war, poisoned food, his own sons trying to take the throne. But in the midst of all of this, he still had peace. But why? Because he understood that no matter where he was, God was with him. The presence of God was his comfort. He knew that the God he served was greater than death and that the only way death could get to him was if God was finished with him. I also offer Hebrews 2, 14 through 15. Therefore, since the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise also partook of the same that through death he might render powerless him who has the power over death, that is, the devil, and might free those who, through fear of death, were subject to slavery all their lives. Christ sought to deliver us from the slavery of death and the fear 
of death by showing us the joy in the resurrection. He wanted to remove the sting of death by giving us something to look forward to. By no means does this mean we should enjoy death because that is something brought up by sin. But he does not want us to be bound by death. Oftentimes we become incapacitated with the fear of death, so much so that the trajectory of our lives change. We no longer seek his will if it could lead us into a situation that could risk our health. One example I can think of is New York. Currently, they are calling for volunteers to come and help in the hospitals that are already strained to the max with COVID-19 patients. Imagine if everyone was afraid of being around unhealthy people during this time. Who would step up? What if everyone's fear of death incapacitated them and no one stepped forward and no one was healed? For the one dealing with anger, I offer you James 1, 19 through 20. This you know, my beloved brethren, but everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. Hardly has anyone ever made a good decision in the midst of their anger. This verse tells us that reacting to anger never leads to acting righteously. James begs us to take our time before becoming angry. He asks us to process, comprehend, then act. Never simply react based on a momentary emotional high. Why? Because our response in any given moment can lead to consequences we are not prepared to deal with once the moment comes down. Momentary lapses in judgment can often lead to the downfall of many things, including our relationship, our character, our businesses, and our physical health. Proverbs 15 and 1 says, A gentle answer turns away wrath but a harsh one stirs up anger. In our minds, backing down is weakness, a sign that people can walk all over us. So instead, we play tit for tat, offense for offense. You yell, I yell, and the one who relinquishes in the end loses. But how many times have we come out of a yelling match actually feeling like we've won anything? Even if we did, our victory was short-lived. The very thing that the world has taught us is weakness is actually strength. Weakness lies in reacting, reacting to your emotions uncontrollably, allowing someone to have the power to disrupt you so much so that they pull you into responding to their heightened emotions. Strength, on the other hand, is acting in a controlled manner thinking through any response you give and not allowing a other person's emotions to affect you. The last verse I want to talk about is Philippians 4, 8 through 9. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence And if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things, the things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Because at the end of it all, without a change in the way that we see things, without a renewal of our mind, 
It doesn't matter what situation God puts us in, good or bad. We will always lack peace and understanding. We will always be anxious about tomorrow. We will always have fear of death, sickness and disease. Lust and anger will always win. But when we renew our minds, we will be transformed outwardly to reflect that inward change of the Holy Spirit. Father God, I come to you praying for each person in every season of their lives today. I pray that wherever they find themselves, they also find you there beside them. Help them to see that you never left them, but instead they allowed their circumstances to cloud their vision from seeing you. Help them to see you more clearly as the days pass. Heal their minds and hearts from whatever is pressing down on them today and in the weeks to come. Help them to be conquerors and not defeated. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me today in this moment of meditation. And I pray that these verses help you where you are. And help you to continue to grow in Christ and encourage your soul. God bless you and I hope to see you again next week.